Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. Six weeks ago, we started this study on 40 Days of Love, and we are bringing it to a close today by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and the different aspects of God's everlasting love. We saw in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, that love never stops being patient. It never stops believing, it never stops hoping, and it never gives up. We're looking at this third one right now, that love never stops hoping. Another translation of this verse says it always expects the best, and another one says always looks for the best. If you have God's love in your heart, you are going to be optimistic towards the people that are around you. You are going to believe the best about them. You're going to believe that things are going to get better. Because that's what hope is. The confident expectation that things are going to get better. That should be the mindset that's within every Christian. Things are going to get better. When you have that mindset, you're optimistic, you're upbeat. You don't get depressed. Yes, difficulties are in your life, but you handle them in a positive way with an attitude that says, you know, we're going to get past this because things are going to get better. The poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning even spoke about this. She said, whoever loves believes in miracles. And that's so true. You have to believe that whatever situation that you are in right now that appears to be hopeless, there's no way that this can change, that a miracle will happen. Now, miracles don't happen on their own, but they are commonplace when God is in the picture. God works miracles. And so, in our relationships with one another, we need to have this sense of hope that regardless of how dark the situation is right now, things are going to get better. If I pray, if I do it God's way, He'll intervene. He'll perform a miracle. He can change hearts. He can change attitudes. He can change situations. And beyond all that, Having a confident expectation in someone else actually encourages them to be better. You give them a reputation to live up to. I was reading one of Bruce Wilkinson's books. He's the author of The Prayer of Jabez. And he writes of a time when he was a professor at a university in Portland, Oregon. He was in the faculty room and they were looking at the class assignments for the coming year. And he saw that he had some Section A classes and that he had some Section B classes. And the teacher beside him said, oh, you're lucky. You have two Section A classes. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, well, he said, the university looks at the grades and the backgrounds of the students and they put the best and the brightest into Section A. And he said, you have two of those classes. And Bruce said, oh, well, I didn't know that. And he said, sure enough. As he taught those classes, he said the students were attentive, they listened, they received better grades, and he thoroughly enjoyed teaching them. 
And so at the end of the year, he happened to be talking to the president. And he said, I hope I get some Section A classes next year. And the president said, what do you mean? He said, you know, the program where you put the brightest and the best into Section A. And the president looked at him and said, we ended that program six years ago. Bruce said he couldn't believe it. So he went back and he looked at the term papers thinking, well, maybe he had overmarked them because of his mindset. And he found, no, they actually had written better papers. And the only thing he could account for was that he had treated them as if they were the smartest and the brightest. His expectations had drawn out of them their best. Now, this principle has been proven over and over again in so many different kinds of studies. You expect the best in people and you will draw it out of them. And just the opposite is true too. We label people. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're always late. You're lazy. We put labels on people and we don't realize that we are now setting the atmosphere for them to produce the very thing that we called them. Now God knew this and in the Bible he changed people's names. He changed Simon's name to Peter. He changed Abram's name to Abraham. He changed Jacob's name to Israel. And the new name was better. It set the scope and expectation of what God had for that individual. Now, if God does that, we need to do it as well. Bring the best out of people. Speak the best of people. Realize that nagging and complaining is not going to bring out the best, but rather set positive expectations for them. As I said earlier, give them a reputation to live up to. Speak the best to people, believe the best in people, and they will respond accordingly. We need to do this with our children. Sometimes we get into correcting our kids so much that we don't realize that they're really people. As one little boy told his mummy when the waitress was kind to him and, and said, What would you like, sir? He turned to his mummy and said, She treated me like I was a human. <laughs> you know, this is so simple and yet so profound. If we could just change our attitude. Husbands, if you want your wife to treat you like a king, then treat them like a queen. And vice versa. You know, what kills marriages is not hate, not discord, not the problems, not the differences. What kills marriages is lack of hope. Each partner feels it's not going to change. It's not going to get any better. And so they stop trying. They neglect the other person. We need to break out of this and say, no, I am going to keep expecting the best. Things are going to get better. So this portion says, love never stops hoping. It expects the best. Now that brings us to the last statement in this verse in Corinthians, that love never gives up. In other words, lasting love endures the worst. One translation says, it endures through every circumstance. Another says, love always perseveres. And yet another one says, Love never looks back, but keeps going to the end. No matter how hard it is or how bad it gets, hang on. Don't quit. Hang in there. Stay put. 
lasting love doesn't depend on the action of the other person. If we're going to have lasting love in a marriage, then you just have to allow your love to last. Will it endure? Will it persevere? Will it never look back but look forward with a hopeful perspective? I'm hoping that what I'm saying today will save some marriages because the couple won't give up. They'll get some counsel. They'll get some help. They'll put aside their negativity and begin to believe God for a miracle, that the relationship can be restored, that there can be a better future together than apart. Now, I need to quickly add here, I'm not talking about staying in a situation where there's physical abuse in a marriage or there's continual emotional and verbal abuse that you just have there and suffer this. No, I'm not talking about that. Sometimes there needs to be a separation. But I would hope that the separation is to reconciliation, not to divorce. When a couple separates, it should be a breather, a time out where they can begin to get help and begin to change and see things differently so there can be a reconciliation. The attitude is, I will not give up. And the only way you will learn to experience God's love is to draw on it when you don't feel like loving. Natural love will run out, but you draw on God's love, which is the foundation for natural love to be built upon, and then the relationship to flourish and be all that God wants it to be. So, as this verse says, love never gives up. Aren't you glad that God had this love towards us in all of these dimensions? God never stops being patient with us. His grace is always extended towards us. He never stops believing in us. He never stops believing in our potential. God expects the best about us. He never stops hoping that we're going to fulfill what he has for us. As one person said, he loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you the way you are. Because of his love, he keeps working in our life. And lastly, he never gives up on us. You never go so far from God's presence that he doesn't welcome you home. His love endures forever. The one that is the greatest sinner in this world, God loves and cares for and will forgive if that person will turn to him and ask for his forgiveness. And so these are the aspects of God's love. Now let me close today by just giving you a story that I hope will help us to apply what we have learned. The famous theologian, Søren Kierkegaard, talked about a make-believe country where only ducks lived. And on Sunday morning, all the ducks would go to church. And so they would waddle out their front door, waddle down their driveway, waddle along the sidewalk, waddle up the steps of the church, waddle down the aisle, waddle into the pew, and then squat. And then the duck minister would get up behind the pulpit and exhort the ducks. And he'd say, ducks, you have wings, and you can fly like eagles, and you can soar. And he began to paint the picture of what it would be as you soared in the sky and looked down upon the landscape and all that you would experience. And all the ducks cheered and clapped their wings. And then the duck minister said, listen, 
I want you to raise your wings right now and let me pray for you that you will fly. And so the duck minister prayed and dismissed and all the ducks waddled out of their pews, waddled out the door, waddled down the sidewalk, waddled up their driveway and waddled into their house. Not once thinking that they could fly. I hope that that's not our experience today. That we can talk about love, we can talk about all the aspects of God's love, how we can experience it, how it can change our life, how we can soar. And yet, after hearing it, we never apply it. We never stretch out our wings. But we continue to waddle in our lives. I'm saying, God, help us. Help us to see that there's a better way of traveling through this life. We can fly. So stretch out your wings of love and believe that the winds of the Holy Spirit will pick us up and carry us forward into all that God has for us. Well, that's our study on 40 Days of Love. We'll be back on Monday with a whole new study. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.